The doctors did not understand what happened. I came in with a report that I had Ebola. The new report says I don't have Ebola. And everything went negative. Everything completely disappeared. This is The Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When His love leads, a remarkable story follows. The Unseen Story is a nonprofit that relies on financial support from listeners like you. Please visit our website, theunseenstory.org, to find out how you can partner with us today. You're listening to part one of Ashlyn's story. Don't give up, rise up. Well, my name is Ashlyn. I am from Argentina. When I was four years old, somebody took me to a church for kids. And I remember my dad went to pick me up. He said, Ashlyn, are you okay? Are you all right? Because Christianity in churches was kind of crazy for him and for my family. And I remember I said, Dad, I can't believe I spent so many years without knowing Jesus. When I was 11, I got baptized in water and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when I was 16, I began to preach the gospel to the to, to Argentina and different cities. And by that time, my dad was completely changed and he stopped drinking. He stopped um, using drugs and my family became Christian. And when I was 17, he became a pastor. So I was, I was already just serving in the youth as a youth pastor at my parents' church. When I was around 17, 18, I began to travel around my nation to preach the gospel. By the age of 22, um, the Lord called me to be full-time pastor. So in, in that time, I was working full-time for a multinational company, which is CNN. I was a full-time pastor. I was a full-time employee. And also I was finishing my master's in project management. So I was really busy, but the Lord kept calling me to the nations. And then I began to receive a, a calling to go to Africa. And I said, God, take me where nobody wants to go. I want to go. I made that prayer to the Lord a few years later, and I was going to Nigeria. We were there for almost a month, preaching the gospel to unreached communities in Nigeria, working with women who suffer abuse by Boko Haram, having pastors' conferences and youth conferences, and doing crusades and preaching the gospel, doing mission work. And, and I was there preaching, I was hugging everyone. And one of the days, the last days of the crusades, I got sick. The last day when I was about to head back home to Argentina to go back to my work duties and, and my full-time pastor position, I got sick. I couldn't move a finger. I couldn't walk. I, I felt physically weak. I was having headache, stomachache, vomiting all the time, diarrhea. Uh, I was just feel like I was going to die. By the time I had to take the plane to go back to Argentina, actually, because the evil I was breaking up uh, in that country and in other countries in Africa, they were checking the fever. So if you had fever, you'd be stuck in a hospital, maybe left to die and completely isolated. But that point, when they checked my fever, the fever disappeared. And everything like it was negative. That was a miracle itself. But when I came to the 
um, playing, the fever came back. And then I was, I was, I was covered by a blanket all the way home. As I, as I got to Argentina, I went to the hospital and they run some exams. And they say, you come from Africa, they run some exams and they say, you have Ebola. So the protocol, the, the Argentinian emergency protocol was activated. They began to contact all the people that I was in contact with since I left Africa. The people on the plane, my family, whoever went to pick me up from the airport, they began to contact them. As if you have any symptom, please report to immediately to the closest hospital. So they, they put me uh, in a capsule and then they took me to this other hospital that is one of the best that specialized in, um, in serious illness. And they shut down a whole floor in the hospital. And then suddenly they were doing exams every, every five hours. Can you imagine uh, they're taking blood out of me every five hours, day and night? Uh, but the day number three, there were no more nurses willing to take blood out of me, out of the risk to getting contagious. No more willing. And I was literally even people from employee from facilities because the protocol was activated. They couldn't stay in the room more than five minutes. And I felt neglected. And I remember that they were telling me that the president knew about my case. Uh, president from Argentina knew. The, um, the health minister knew about my case. The Pope in Rome, which is Argentinian, knew about my case and sent some prayers for the missionary from Argentina and said that if I ever get better, he, he was going to meet me in Italy. By the day number three, no more, when, no more uh, nurses were willing to take blood out of me. And so the chief doctor of the whole hospital had to come to the hospital um, where I was in my room and he began to take blood out of me. But you know, and we know that doctors don't do that. That's nurse doctors. So he didn't know how to do it. And suddenly, even though he was wearing all those gloves and all those uniforms and he left the needles there in my arm, because he was nervous. And then suddenly he left the room yelling, shouting, say, I have two kids. The girl that has Ebola contaminated me. I'm going to die. I quit. So he quit his job as a chief doctor uh, from the hospital. But at that point when he did that, no more, no, nobody was taking care of me. Nobody was doing the runs. I was left to die. And I got to that point. God, I surrender. I don't understand so many questions, no answers. I don't understand this. But one thing I know for sure, you, they can do whatever they want to do with me. But please, God, don't take away your presence from me. He took me to that place of completely surrender and completely giving it up to God and surrender. Um, and I remember in the hospital, I heard a voice, an audible voice from God. That was the first time in my life that I heard an audible voice that says, don't give up. Rise up. The fourth day, I start feeling better. New exams came back. By 7 p.m., everything came back negative. The doctors did not understand what happened. I came in with a report that I had Ebola. The new report says I don't have Ebola. And everything went negative. Everything completely disappeared. 
all the symptoms disappeared. And I was able to talk again. I was able to speak again. The fever, fever disappeared. Stomachache. The, all the symptoms went away. Suddenly, they were gone. They didn't understand. And it was like, there is no reason for us to retain you in a hospital. So they, gave, they let me go. To my surprise, all the televisions and radio, everyone were outside the hospital waiting to report my death. And then suddenly I was here coming out from the hospital. I, I became a celebrity in my nation in Argentina because I was the first person to bring an Ebola and then I was not dead. I was alive. And they were asking me, why did you go to Africa? What were you thinking going to Africa when this outpouring of the Ebola thing? And I said to the secular media in my nation, I said, I went to Africa to talk about Jesus, the one who heals, the one who saves. And if you're listening to me today, I am a living testimony of the power of God. And so if you need healing, Jesus is the answer. So I began to use what the enemy thought he was using to destroy me. God actually had a plan to promote his name and the ministry of Jesus in my nation. So day after day after day, during three consecutive years after that happened, I kept on going to interviews and testifying about the power of God. And suddenly the Lord began to open doors and ministry that I could have never thought I would go. Every time I preach the gospel, I am believing that power is being released, not through me, but through the one who lives in me. So every time I'm praying for the secret, I'm releasing the words of encouragement or preaching the gospel. I am believing that literally the same power that resurrected Christ from the death on the third day comes through me and releases that resurrection power. So people are afraid to pray for the sick. And I tell them, don't be afraid. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Your part here is very little. It's just to be there and obey God. But God does the rest. There is hope and we are prisoners of hope. The outcome belongs to the Lord. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what He wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share His stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.